Today is the day that you give yourself permission to be happy and really enjoy your life. Now that doesn't mean kid in the candy store crazy happy. No, just choose one thing. Now one thing that you can treat yourself with. Maybe that's taking a walk in nature, finally. Maybe you're going to treat yourself with that iced mocha latte. Or maybe you're just going to allow yourself to imagine what living your life without fear of expressing your beliefs or being judged by others would be like. So today... Treat yourself by not judging yourself, and soon enough, others will follow. Now let's make it an awesome day. Treat yourself day, folks. It's time to play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. Welcome to the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. My name is Jason Spees. That is Sterling. This is going to be a quick cutting room truncated edition. It's a catch-up edition, if you will, because we missed three editions last week of the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show. We're recording these on a Sunday afternoon. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sounds like the Reader's Digest version. We're going to be rolling them out uh, over the next 24 hours or so because uh, we do need to catch up. Yep. Well, life happens, man. We did get a number of work hard interviews in in the last week, but uh, sometimes you have to just change oil going 90 miles down the interstate. Cause <laughs> how many out-of-town jobs did you have this week? Five. Five out-of-town yeah, five jobs. six, yeah. yeah. I had uh, two. Yeah, you were out of town. And um, so it's very hard to record a morning show when you're going east and I'm going west. Yeah. I mean, I suppose we could try with the technology and all that, but we probably both end up crashing. And we're trying to, you know, take things off our plate, mm-hmm. not put things on our plate. <laughs> and so we're just going to kind of do, uh, you know, kind of a, a quick little catch up, see what we missed this week, kind of catch ourselves up. And then, of course, we're going to get caught up. So then Monday's show will be back, folks. We're going to be back at 7 a.m. Monday morning. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And we'll have a, yeah, it'll be a whole new week. Mm-hmm. Whole new week. Unless, you know, maybe... Maybe we'll we should happens, just record man. Monday's show today, be done with it, and sleep in just tomorrow. Put the week in the can right now, man. We're not that smart, are we? Of course, with with all the news only coming from the future, right? And all the money only being invested in the future, maybe that's what we should do. Just be about the future. Just be about the future. Okay. Future hope. Future nope. Future nope. Future fear. So can we just wait for our future selves to record? So if we look at where things are, actually, most of the news is about the future. It's yeah. speculation about the future. And a lot of it seems to be about fear, too. So now when you look at where the government's putting its money, mm-hmm. it's all towards the future, too. Well, the whole climate change is based on future. Oh, yeah. The whole climate change movement is based on we have to save the future from our present today. Yeah, well, you're looking at 30-year, 50-year projections. Yeah. So maybe that's what we need to do. We need to start time traveling here on this program, (laughs) and that's what we're going to (laughs) do. All right, I might be on to something here. Give me some lotto lotto numbers while you're there. I'm not sure how to write this note down. Invent time machine. (laughs) Two E's in time machine? (laughs) Three, actually. Two two E's in the middle, right? Okay, so 
All right, so here's what we got today. You ready for this, Sterling? What do you got in your little notepad? Uh, we And by the way, we may have a guest or two calling in because we put out a few feelers. On a Sunday. That's well, it, it's so weird because we were supposed to interview him last Wednesday. And then because it's in the oil patch, and the way the oil patch works is, hey, let me call you back in five minutes, two weeks later. Two weeks later. On yeah. a Sunday. Okay. Longest two weeks of that five minutes. And then you get right back into the halfway sentence <laughs> where, where, you, where you left off. So, okay, so uh, here's a couple things. Walmart, Aldi, oh, wait, first of all, I got to get the music out here. All right, so do we have the music? Because this is going to be a game show type of a thing. So let me see. Hang on. This is We, we got a budget here. Hang on. Yeah, you ready? Here's you ready? our awesome sound design. Okay. You ready? What do you got? All right. We got Walmart, Aldi, nickel offsets. Okay. Yeah, that's category nickel number one. Nickel offsets. Turning 40, cool to creepy. <laughs> and then uh, future fear future what did we say the other one was i'll just say hope hope oh okay. gotta throw some hope in there i'll yeah. take uh 40 and over for 400 please jason <laughs> all right there we go okay so here's how we're gonna start with this i saw there was a program and I can't remember which state it was, and I can't remember which county it was, but it had to do with some economic development, and it was for women mm-hmm. and minorities and men under 40. And men under 40. Well, that was, that was pretty specific, yeah, it's, <laughs> especially it's, if you're a man over 40. Yeah, it's kind of a shot to the nuts. As, as a man over 40, I wasn't sure how to take that. <laughs> I wasn't sure how to be offended, but I was. I wasn't sure. And then I thought, would anybody care? No. Okay. Nope. So that's the first part of this, that, and you may expound on that as we do our <laughs> catch-ups on this cutting room floor edition of the Crude Life <laughs> Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. It's like a play collage, hard. collage of words. And we're going to have a work hard portion after this, by the way. See, I always leave by then. But I haven't picked it out yet. I'm going to do the pinwheel in between. And see what happens. And see what happens because it's already available online. Okay. That's that's what I mean because we already put the play hard interviews up. Right. That we had to make sure. Well, yeah, you've already got like a magic bag of interviews you can just pull stuff out of now. Well, no, we're, we're, we're continuing doing the work hard interviews, but, um, you know, the, people actually do need to, information. And so <laughs> as, as much as we like to play Man. hard, we had to kind of put that in the back burner. There's got to be something so. useful in there, too. Okay. Well, sometimes okay. you can't go golfing all the time. Well. You know, sometimes you just can't go to the happy hour. Sometimes you got to go to five out of town gigs. You got to go to four mm-hmm. out of town meetings. And it just, you know, sometimes well, you got to... How you make the money, man. You got to be told no by the Commerce Department again. You know, that type of but thing. But you so. have to do it face-to-face. Anywho, so um, the other part of this was when I was in St. George, Utah. Beautiful downtown St. George. 42 years old. Started getting some gray in, folks. Silver Fox. I told myself uh, every day. Clinging to that. highlights. Clinging to that. My hairdresser even started uh my beautician not barber is a beautician I, I've, I've only gotten my hair cut one time by a man in my entire life true story yeah every other time it's been a female that's cut cut my hair cutted my hair cut it yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
If we're going to go halfway, you might as well go all the way, right? Everyone knew I screwed that word up. I'm not, I'm not going to try to correct myself. On See, it. I only had men cut my hair in Saudi Arabia. There were no f- women barbers. Did they do the shampoo, too? Uh, that was optional. That, that, that would have been a bit creepy. I would think. I went to a boarding school too, never, man. With I've, I've had group a male, showers, male so. masseuse once, and I, I, I do think I ended it. Really? I, I it was not a did happy you, ending. No. Did it you was tell a, him it was all? It was you, not him. It, it was. It was a very <laughs> uncomfortable ending. Like I just did not enjoy that. And uh, anyway, so uh, <laughs> here I am in St. George, Utah, and I'm in over forty. And, they, and at that time, they had their first Starbucks opened. Wow! So the Mormon town of St. St. George, Utah, mm-hmm. pretty Mormon there, yeah. had a Starbucks open. In and out burger, too, there, by the way. And I was at the Apple store because I had an issue with my Apple. Okay. So I went to the geniuses at the Apple. Oh. And I was talking to this. It's like the bridge of an enterprise in there. I, I don't know how to do a ranking because I kind of want to get rid of that whole misogynistic Part of my life, you know. Sure, but but at the same time, you know, she was she was above average attractive, mm-hmm. you know, and so and I'm over forty, so she was a ten. Okay, okay, you know what I mean, right? Sure, she's she in her mid twenties, <laughs> middle of the road, <laughs> but I'm in my forties, ten. Right, absolutely. So, so she's a ten because she made eye contact. Absolutely. <laughs> so here I'm talking to her. It's part of her we're, job. We're very engaged, and and it's it's going very flirty. Uh huh. And I'm feeling good. Yep. She just wants you to buy that damn phone. That's I, I thought of that first. <laughs> but then she started telling me about places to go and, and have oh. happy hours because oh. there was only three places that served alcohol. It's Utah. Insane. Right. One right. was a Mexican restaurant. One was a sports bar. And I think the other one was an actual bar bar. So mm-hmm. there was like one bar bar and everything else like that. Well, then it got to where I... I made the mistake of saying my age somehow, and I can't remember how it happened, but it's one of those things where you're just in the flow of conversation, and it's going so well, and the flirting is going so well, and the back and forth, you you just, you 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 let go. Did you mention you, like high school graduation? You live graduation? in the moment. Yeah. You live in the moment, and I can't remember how it came up. Sports bar, I think it was, you know, I used to play sports or whatever right. the heck it was. Well... I and and we didn't try to get into math, so I'm trying to figure out how it came up. Well, I don't like to do math with women, right? Because it makes me look like it, an idiot. Sure. So here we are, and as soon as I said 42, I could see it. I I I watched the transition. Have you ever seen a, a cartoon when somebody eats a hot jalapeno? Yeah, and and the redness is like a thermometer going up. It was like the opposite. It was in reverse. Just. The sexual tension went away fast. I went from cool to creepy in 2.2. Boom. And that was a learning moment for me. That was a teachable moment. That's a teachable moment. So tell me, what did you teach yourself coming out of that? Not tell people how old you were or what? That cops can get called on guys like me pretty quick if you're not careful. That's what it came out of that. Oh, man. So anyway, I don't know how you want to go with that, but... Your reaction to uh, this uh, economic program out there that, you know, uh, if you're a minority or if you're a woman or you're under 40 and a man, well, we, we got some programs for you. But if you're over 40 and you're a man, 
Well, it makes it makes me think of what you were saying just before we got on air here, where you were talking about what. So after forty, what they just figured you should you you were either going to do what you were going to do, or you're worthless at this point. I mean, is it like glue factory for us at forty five? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Are we the old new gray mares? Oh man, ain't what she used to be. Ain't yeah. what he used to be. Old gray stallion ain't what he used to be. Ain't what he used <laughs> to be. You wonder how you age yourself. Come on now. That guy's pulling his pants down and doing it for free. For those of you Simpson fans out now, there. See, see, you caught that one, I didn't did, you? but okay. see, even that can date us, man, because you and I can talk about Simpsons that came out before a lot of these people were born. That Simpsons episode was like 25 years yeah. ago. Yeah. I know. That's, that was, that's classic rock age, That babe. was season four finale <laughs> of The Simpsons, Krusty's comeback special. The comeback special. Yes, where he was trying to figure out how to make a comeback, and <laughs> the old crazy guy was doing the exact same shtick, but with his pants off yeah, down the free. street on the corner. <laughs> how do I compete with that guy? He's and, doing it for free. And that... Is but, like that's like Nostradamus because that's talking about about social media. But that's right the there. internet. That's, oh that's no, that's the internet that, that right was there. Totally what that's it was. man gets hit in groin with football. That, right that, there. That was the high level Harvard uh, Ivy League writers yep. <laughs> prophecy of the Simpsons. Oh, totally. I mean, yep. you go to Barnes and Noble or whatever bookstores are these days. And there's like four or five different like uh, philosophical Simpsons, like books. the psychology of Do- the absolutely. Yeah, and that yeah. show, of course, predicted the modern day Nostradamus and has has made many uh, uh, predictions. Well, we that saw it. We thought it was hilarious, life. and then we decided to become Homers. Yeah, you know, maybe that's why. <laughs> I think they, that might they be- know. <laughs> don't don't give any money to these homers. They're just going to sit around in the pool eating hot dogs <laughs> off their stomach all day. So. Man, only if. But the, the flip side of that, though, is that when you take a look at most of those most successful entrepreneurs, old school entrepreneurs now, not the new ones, no. not the new government stimulus entrepreneurs, the old school ones that had to use their knowledge and their resources, they usually started in their mid-40s. And I wish I had the list in front of me, but you know I think Henry Ford, mm-hmm. um, you know ones like that. I'm talking about iconic ones yeah. in the history of 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 where, where sure. we're sure. And Sam usually Walton, they came. I think uh, Walmart was another one, and they came from like catastrophic failures before that. Well, you totally. Know? You know, yeah, it you, wasn't it just a pop up? Got a hundred million dollars investment money and started a website type of thing. You know is. So it's interesting. I mean, you know, I, I thought that was a bit peculiar, almost like, um, you know, it made me think of when you look at why the government is here originally, it's supposed to help the weak and the needy mm-hmm. and, and those unfortunate. So then I always look at it like, okay, am I supposed to look at that as that I'm that powerful? Right. That I don't need that help? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I think that's one of the one of the problems, if you can call it that, that maybe a guy like you and a guy like me face is that we we make just enough money to not be below that certain line, right? Uh, well, like Amazon, for example, okay, like yeah. Am- Amazon coming into Fargo here, mm-hmm. okay. So and this is any town USA. Have you seen that gigantic place? It's north of the airport. It's unbelievable. It's, it's like the pyramids being. I saw built, one outside man. of Topeka. Yeah, I mean, I I actually thought about. It's like a city. Opening up a business, like uh, a parts running business. Right. Just, just to- for the semis that are going to, I mean, the, the, 
<laughs> the the loading docks yeah. are like a thousand deep. Okay. I know it's insane, it, man. It, it makes like the distribution center out of Joliet, which is a regional distribution center, look like eh, okay, that's and cute. As Mom I understand it, this is actually kind of a smaller one because right. it's mainly going to be doing like outdoor gear, boats, and stuff, kayaks. Well, and, and that's and, where I'm going is that when when these Amazon distribution centers come into your community, it is going to shift the economy oh, yeah. in ways that I don't even think people understand. So, you know, in Fargo here, I just found it interesting that, um, you know, here we gave this richest guy in the world tax money. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you, me, the single mom working three jobs as a waitress, just gave Jeff Bezos 10 bucks yeah. just so he can open up a distribution center mm-hmm. in a town of 200,000. That's going to be competition for all retail within a 90 mile radius. And I read too that the. I that's mean, it, kind of bizarre. I mean, yeah, no, go, that's abstract. That right? is. Existential energy here on a Sunday. Well, and I heard that there's really about 500 jobs that are supposed to come out of it long term at, sure, at the facility. But these are managing robot jobs. No, and they're not. Uh, I mean, I was kind of stunned. I'm like, you know, you hear about these facilities that got five, 6,000. Right, so it's a drop in the bucket in our labor market. But yeah, it's money out of our pocket to subsidize it. Yeah, it makes me wonder. I don't know, though, man. You know, when Amazon comes in, it's like when Walmart used to come in. You know, I've lived in enough small towns. When Walmart came in, it was a boon because you could get things for a good price and there was good employment, but it also killed every mom and pop brick and mortar store around. Sorry, I got a text from my son. He's looking for a package that came from Amazon. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. You can read it right there. And this happened. I got a package from Amazon with somebody else's name on it. Did you keep it? I did keep it because I didn't know what to do, and it was a weekend. Mm -hmm. And it turns out it was my son's, and uh, he's going to come pick it up today. So I'm sure it was a There it is, Amazon bringing families together. Right? (laughs) But what do you... I mean, there's there's another thing. So... um, You know, I can mock it all day long, but I I will honestly say my wife and I have Amazon Prime. We do a lot of our shopping through there. It's it's one of those things where the convenience of it outweighs the other ethical concerns, you know? But but that that's what I'm saying is that... It's a reality. I I do think if if you're a retail business Mm -hmm. and you have an Amazon distribution center opening up in your community mm-hmm. you should probably be on high alert right now oh yeah you really should be and I mean, amazon and i'm not trying to be a doomsdayer here i'm trying reality, to be a man. Prof- profit yeah. prophecy by saying it's going to totally change the landscape and these jobs like i said these are like 15 dollars an hour jobs that's yeah. all they are is because you're you're basically monitoring the logistics of robots well it makes me wonder how a place like shields Right, that we've got here. That's like this. Well, Shields is all over. I, they got a, one of the biggest ones is down in Greeley, down I, Fort Collins area. The, the size of these places kind of confuse me in Billings, today's market. Montana. I mean, the, the, some of them are the size of malls. You know, now our Shields, that big one down there, it's like an event. You go there mm-hmm. because there's stuff to do. But yeah, you wonder. Amazon comes in. You look at these other places that are around here that do that outdoor gear. How do you compete? You do what Shields is doing. I'm being totally serious. You do what Shields is doing. No, what Shields did is, for those people down in Texas who are not familiar with Shields, it's a sporting goods store. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like Dick's Hardware. I'm sorry, Dick's uh, uh, Sporting Goods. Sporting Goods, yeah. Uh, but on steroids. Or Cabela's. Or... or I don't even know if Cabela's is in Texas, is it? Yeah, I'm not sure. So, But uh, Shields is in, in Denver. It's in Wyoming. It's in um, uh, Montana, mm-hmm. uh, Nebraska. Uh, I want to say Rapid City even. But what Shields did 
is like in Fargo, they have a Ferris wheel inside. Yeah. And you can also go and do shooting galleries. Mm-hmm. And they've got both. It's an experience. It's an experience. It's almost like a little bit of a county fair, if you will. Mm-hmm. And each one in their cities, so like the one in Billings and the one in uh, Colorado, and so a little bit different, but that, that centralized theme of a theme park mm-hmm. around sports and outdoors and activities like... I heard they're even like putting in like a paddleboard type of kayak place so that you can go and, and kayak around. And they, they've got virtual golf there. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, yeah. And yeah. the idea is this, folks, is that you want people to spend an hour to two hours there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and even in the kitty area, they got a place where your kids can go climb those uh, disgusting tubes. Actually, they finally got rid of those. Oh, because I took COVID? my okay. yeah. I took I used to take my daughters there all the yeah. time for the shooting gallery for the play place. Yeah, yeah. the Chuck E. Cheese ball pit that yeah. was filled with pee and vomit. <laughs> you know what? Um, just real quick about that type of shields, and one of the things I, I liked about it, my dad mentioned that when he was a kid, that's what department stores really kind of were like—a big department yeah. store. You go in, and there would be or a mall. Tons of employees there for every section. They were specialized. There was things to do. It was an event. So let's transition this to. Uh, even a more bizarre, but yet relevant. How bizarre. Well, gas stations. Yeah. Okay. I used to work at a convenience store, so I'm very familiar with this. And uh, actually, U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer and I have had many conversations about this. And I do believe several of the interviews are on thecrudelife.com, including from 2016 when I asked him about the intangible, tangible marketplace. I called it the Facebook marketplace of intangibility Mm -hmm. where all of a sudden you know the whole rise of social this is before social media influencer came out Mm -hmm. i just noticed that people were were dumping money on just intangible things yeah absolutely like like you wouldn't believe well those fan pages by people i meant banks oh you mean yeah and so I brought in Senator Kramer, and, be, and, and he explained, mm-hmm. you know, an idea is still an idea, you know, type of a thing. And anyway, so That's good. what him and I would talk about, um, I just wanted to sidebar that, that we've been having these, these uh, high-level conversations for years and With years. gas stations, because tr- I love a so good gas, gas station and a truck stop. So if you look at Favorite the evolution place. of gas stations, folks, it's very interesting watching a gas station. And when they started pay at the pump, gas stations really started scrambling. They Mm -hmm. didn't know what to do because all of a sudden people stopped coming inside to buy a Snickers and that's how they made their money. Yeah. It wasn't on the, it's not on the gas. Their gas would, would be a penny or a nickel. Yeah. It's like French fries in a restaurant. No more than a nickel a gallon. Zero. They couldn't. Okay. And so the gas was a loss leader, but you needed gas. And so you go inside to pay for your gas. Mm -hmm. Well, all right, I'll grab a Snickers, maybe grab a soda, maybe a hot dog, you know. And people who lived around there, yeah, I'll spend $4.50 on a carton of milk. I'll spend, you know. It's convenient. I'll spend $2.50 for a thing of ramen. Right. You know, exactly, (laughs) It's on the shelf for nine months. Right. (laughs) The one person makes up for it, right? Because in a pinch, you never know. Yeah. And... So when that started going away, well, all of a sudden they started selling T-shirts and they started selling, you know, roadside flares and mm-hmm. trucker pills and, you know, they, 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 they were lost. Well, now where they kind of landed was higher end food preparation. Oh, yeah. It's insane up here. So they, they're like competing for against fast food. 
Casey's definitely without does. A, to where Casey's actually got into pizza delivery because yep. their food got got so high end and they do fresh baked muffins. They and, created a whole new line yeah. now to where they actually have um, bagged mm-hmm. donuts, prepackaged donuts like yep. Dolly Madison and uh, what's Hostess. Hostess, okay? yeah. So the the convenience store is one of those industries that if you take a look at folks, might be a good one to study if you're wondering what to do with your business. Um, because they had to go through a lot of different changes before mm-hmm. they kind of landed on this. All right, we'll just have a better sandwich, uh, uh, sausage sandwich than Burger King, and we'll be okay. Well, you know, it's which it, isn't hard. It, yeah, and it's brilliant because you're right. Everybody needs gas, so yeah. you're going there in the morning, and most of us want to consolidate our several needs into one shop if we can. You know, so I can get my gas, my ice, a couple of things of pop. You know, breakfast sandwich. You're good to go. Hey, man, it was a long, hard road for the gas station sandwich after Clark W. Griswold (laughs) vacation (laughs) said the famous line, I'm so hungry I could eat a gas Gas station station sandwich. sandwich. (laughs) I feel all right. I'm doing okay. I'm here for the moment, you know, and then I'm on my way. Music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard, is sponsored in part by Chewy Paws. All-natural elk, deer, moose, and caribou antler chews for dogs. USA-sourced premium quality and no preservatives. They love what we do in oil and gas, and all profits go to the dogs. That's Chewy Paws. Check out their website, ChewyPaws.com. That's ChewyPaws with a Z, dot com. The Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard, is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard. Now let's work hard. So this is Sean Forbes with ogdirectory.com. I have Stephanie Davis on the line from Digital Wildcatters. And uh, we're here this morning to talk about an event that you all have coming up. So welcome, Stephanie. Hi, Sean. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm happy to be on. 
yeah, I've, we've never met before, but I have a feeling we're going to meet soon in, in Houston at this event. Yes. Uh-huh. I saw your name roll through on the uh, registration. So yeah. looking forward to it. Me too. Thanks for sending me the invite. I was, yeah. when I saw what the event was about, I got really excited because it looks like a lot of fun. So, yeah. So, um, they titled it digital wildcatters block party. Right. And like the professional in me was like, <gasps> but they're like, no, like people want to get out and network and have fun. Like this obviously isn't just going to be like a raging block party, right? Like (laughs) the point of it is to network and just really get the community back together because, you know, I've only worked with digital wildcatters for about four months. And like what really rings true here is community and helping other people out and just getting people together, introducing people and, we are just really excited to be able to get everyone like in person back together again. It's going to be outside in Richmond, Richmond, Texas on April 24th. And I don't know what you guys do up in Denver, but it's like heavy crawfish season here. Do you guys have like a seasonal thing y'all do? We do. We, um, in the oil and gas uh, world out here, we have, a lot of guys who have uh, moved to the Denver area from Louisiana. So mm-hmm. they brought the, the Louisiana crawfish boil culture to Denver. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we've um, – I, I don't know how it's going to work out this year with some of the limitations we still have in place. But in past years, you know, companies have uh, rented out, you know, parking lots in downtown Denver mm-hmm. and blocked it off and, and invited people to come down and, and partake in, you know, food and drinks and networking and yes. uh, it's it's a great time. So it's a good, I think, um, uh, tool the crawfish to bring people together. Yeah. And that's one right. thing, yeah, that I that my website does. It's um, you know connecting buyers and sellers. So it's mm-hmm. a it's a directory of oil and gas service companies um, creating business profiles so that buyers mm-hmm. can find them. And I also promote events on my website, oil and gas industry events. And this one fits perfectly with what I'm doing and what you all are doing and and trying to bring people together. So it is uh, Saturday, April 24th. I believe it's from 11 to 3. Yep. Um, Yep. um, 11 to 3. And we're going to have beer and Socorro Tequila is kind enough to come and they're making margaritas margaritas on the rocks he had a different term for it i can't remember but um they'll be serving those and we're gonna have a cornhole tournament and the guys here um ordered a like a title belt for wrestling do you know what i'm talking about oh yeah (laughs) so the the cornhole cornhole champ is gonna get like an engraved title belt the team will win that um i love that (laughs) yeah they're just silly. Yeah. Um, it's more interesting than a trophy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. A good conversation piece. Uh, we're going to have washers. You got to have good old washers. We mm-hmm. ordered giant Jenga. Um, and we're also ordered this like trash can beer pong. Have you ever played that before? No. Tell me about okay, it. Okay. Me either. So what I'm gathering off of YouTube, and it's actually perfect for like what we're all going through, like, with COVID, like it's still around, right? And I think this is the way beer pong should always be played. <laughs> but you essentially use the trash cans 
like you aim into the trash cans, right? And you still have a beer pong table set up, but the cups are just set up. So you drink off of the table based off of whatever trash can you made it into. So it's not like just like a dirty ping pong ball bouncing around everywhere. Like yeah. it just sounds like over <laughs> oversized beer pong. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that that'll be interesting. And um, we're actually having the country singer Lindsay L. She's from Canada, and she's in the U.S. now. But her and her band are coming, and they're gonna like be performing and playing in the background. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. That sounds like, so are you guys going to have some ranch water set up? I know that's a big thing in Texas with the tequila. Oh, honey, yes. <laughs> ranch water for sure. Have you tried them? Oh, heck yes. So okay. for those of you who don't know what ranch water is, Stephanie, fill them in. Isn't it like, it's like tequila? It's Topo Chico. So it's a uh-huh. specific mineral water yes. with good tequila. Mm-hmm. and lime mm-hmm. juice so it's kind of like a sk- yes. skinny margarita but the topo chico is the the star of this yes beverage. absolutely and it's not like super sweet like a margarita too it's just like really refreshing yes and it's easy to like get in trouble with a ranch water <laughs> or a couple say, of ranch water i was gonna <laughs> say yes because we all love margaritas but ranch yes. waters are where it's at <laughs> oh absolutely uh have you ever tried like a grapefruit ranch water Yes, yeah, so they, you know, Topo Chico makes a grapefruit flavored. Yes. No. It's so good. It's my favorite one out of the Topo Chicos. The lime, I did really like the lime, but then I had the grapefruit and it just, that's the one I like. Yeah, I think the lime one is good for hangovers, not necessarily. <laughs> because you don't want lime on lime, you know. Right, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so um, let's tell people how they can um, sign up for this event. Yeah, for sure. You just go to our website, digitalwildcatters.com, and you click on our events tab, and the block party is our first event listed, and you just click, like, register here, and then it takes you to the page where you can buy tickets. Tickets are $20. Um, We were going to cut it off at $200, but we are already at $200, and the event is still about two and a half weeks away. So we'll be opening it up you know, in smaller increments, just kind of deciding, you know, where we can order the crawfish and stuff. Yeah. Just kind of reevaluating. So yeah, $20. Super cheap. Go to the web. Super cheap for all you can eat, all you can drink, Mm -hmm. networking and fun game, fun games. I mean, Mm -hmm. so hurry up and sign up before they close it out. Cause I'm guessing at some point you guys have to limit the amount of people who are coming to this. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, I would say about four days before the event, you know, just so we can order crawfish because you have to order that ahead of time so we can cook it. We're having two big uh, commercial cookers there, so they're going to be busy working. I can't wait. This is going to. Did I tell you where the details about where it's at? Um, I think it's in Richmond, Texas, but what is the exact location? Okay, so it's. It used to be called the Richmond House, and this is, it's actually at Chuck Yates' house. Oh. But Chuck Yates' house used to be this very popular venue. Um, it's gorgeous, like right in the middle of Richmond. Uh, 
It's huge. He's got a beautiful bar that he can't wait for people to see. He's got only one little no uh, crawfish in the house, and I get it. (laughs) I don't want crawfish in my house either. (laughs) Nope. But he's got a beautiful courtyard. Um, We're blocking off the whole street. So we're basically just going to have, there's going to be so much space, and it's going to be in such a beautiful setting too. So I'm really excited about that. I'm just, I'm excited to meet you, and I, I saw yeah, a bunch too. of people, yeah, that are registered to attend the event, and I know it was, you know, um, advertised to folks in the finance world, but I imagine it's open to oh, yeah. others in the industry as well. Oh yeah, we're gonna have a good mix. We've got um, Schlumberger is coming. We've got uh, directional companies are gonna be there. Um. I'm trying to think any, any, obviously the finance guys, um, there's just really going to be a nice mix, you know, between roughnecks to CEOs, there's just going to be anybody you need to talk to. There's going to be somebody there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks Stephanie for, um, coming on and talking to me about the event. I'm excited about it, looking forward to it and absolutely. I can't wait to meet you. I cannot wait to meet you. I feel like I have talked to so many people, like, just these last few months, and I feel like I know them. And, like, so when you say I can't wait to meet you, I'm like, oh, my gosh, me too. Like, I actually haven't met you. Like, we've talked on the phone, video calls, but, like, face-to-face, I just absolutely can't wait for that. So I'm looking forward to meeting you and all the other Denver people too. Oh, thanks. So, (laughs) all right, well, we'll see you soon. Thanks again. All right, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Exclusive interview industry news, environmental innovation at thecrudelife.com. with Jason Spies. Thank you for joining the program today. You know, I, I come from an oil background. My family's been in the oil and gas industry for 60 years. I, I think the thing with the younger generation is the younger generation has pretty much bought into the climate change phenomenon. They really believe everything that people tell them. We just want to thank everybody that has been so supportive of us and especially you, Jason. Without, without your help, I don't think our event would be as successful as it is. So I, I don't want to be real critical of them because being a guy who's, you know, dad has several small businesses and, and coming from that sort of small business background, I get it. I mean, the, the, the operators here were put in a real bad position by the state of North Dakota. I'm glad that we've got people like you to pay attention and bring us information on stuff like this. Prices can't go any lower for services. I, I, they're, they're too low right now. I, our margins are in the single percentage point if we're lucky, and we're not lucky that often. You're exactly right. ESG is becoming more and more important to shareholders. I can speak for my 20 companies. They take it very serious. It makes perfect sense, and I thought you had a really good 
show last week. Jason, I love your inquisitive questions because you you ask important questions that that lead to the most important truths. Hey, this is Kevin Kramer representing proudly the state of North Dakota in the United States Senate. Talking to Jason Spies, who's like the best energy interviewer in the world. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. We all like living the crude life, so... <laughs> The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with Mike Renfrow from Blue Boat Subsea, who talks about transitioning into the wind energy after 29 years in oil and gas. His transition is not due to interest, rather the managed marketplace that now exists in the energy industry. This is Mike Renfrow. In wind energy, is it these global oil and gas companies, or is it, you know... To some extent, yes. Shell okay. and BP are very active in the renewables. Although there's other stuff, you know, there's solar, there's wave power, there's there's all this stuff under consideration. Oh, nuclear. Nuclear. Mm-hmm. Um, Shell and BP are very active in the U.S. East Coast wind market. But what's interesting is there's only one U.S. company involved in the Atlantic offshore wind industry, that being Dominion Energy. They're based out of New Orleans. Now, there are a lot of operators out of Norway, Holland, the U.K. You've got Orsted, which is a Dutch company. You have uh, Equinor, which is a Norwegian company, formerly Statoil. Boy, this is interesting. You have, um, gosh, there's EDF out of Spain. Of course, Shell is Royal Dutch Shell. I mean, they're they're out of Holland, and then you've got um, you've got Avangrid, which is a partnership, and I can never keep these straight. The partnership ones. Right now, there are five producing windmills off of the U.S. coast, and those are on Rhode Island, Rhode Island, off of Block Island. Now, there are some exploratory ones. I think there's some off of Virginia. There's some floaters off of the California coast. But those are used primarily for research and development for what the what the true wind potential is. To listen to the full-length interview with Mike Renfrow, president of Blue Boat Subsea, or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band.
Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. So there's still people without power as of this morning. You know, right now, I think there's very limited driving out there in West Texas. They're generating about 5% of the power today uh, in, in Texas. Sensitive microphone because I just poured a glass of water because we don't have running water here yet. I mean, this, is, this has been uh, a very trying week for a lot of people across the state of Texas. Uh, there are, and let me just say this, I'm sorry that so many Texans were let down by their grid. On the phone talking with us today, Chairman Christy Craddock of the Texas Railroad Commission. We have roughly 470,000 miles of interstate and intrastate pipe and pipelines in Texas, and roughly another 500,000 miles of gas utilities uh, lines in Texas. So we have a lot of, and gathering lines are in that 470,000 miles as well. So we have a lot of pipe in Texas. We're the largest pipe state by a six. It, it is a very challenging day in Texas right now. Uh, the grid operator is projecting that nearly three million homes in Texas uh, are without power today. Uh, and, and there's... It's our snowing here in Lubbock again. I mean, I don't... I thought it was supposed to be sunny today. So I'm from Odessa, and that's a big part of my district, but I also represent, uh, in addition to Ector County, uh, three other counties in the Permian Basin. So Andrews County, Ector County, Ward County, and Winkler County, but uh, all, all in West Texas, all in the middle of the oil patch. You know, when they close the roads down, we can't transport that, that those, uh, those materials. And so we can't get the product to uh, where it needs to go to get refined so that we can either one, heat our homes, or two, uh, have fuel for our vehicles. Um, with pipelines, that doesn't really come into effect. You know, once the pipelines are laid, not much can stop that that crude oil or uh, natural gas from getting from point A to point B. They are so far behind the curve on getting the storage, the battery storage, uh, in place to be even be able to handle a, 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 you know, the most minute degree of storage for a case like what happened in Texas. And now, you know, there's gonna be a spotlight on that. And just an incredible impact. We saw nearly 30 gigawatts uh, come offline yesterday. Half of the lodge went without water since Saturday. On Friday, the Railroad Commission uh, took quick action. I know you recently had Chairman Craddock on. We'll have water for until 5 and then we'll be off again for the night. On Friday, I sent a letter asking the Public Utilities Commission of Texas to rescind its order authorizing uh, these uh, generator, these generators or these providers to increase the rates. You know, I don't know that true, but I don't think I'd want to be in a hospital in Dallas, Texas on, a, on life support and know that wind energy is going to be my source of keeping that machine running, right? J.P. Warren reporting from uh, Houston, Texas at 9, 12 a.m. Uh, I don't even know what day it is right now. I think it's Wednesday. Uh, we ran out of water yesterday. I've had maybe three hours of sleep in three days. The Crude Life Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by It Takes an Industry to Build a Forest. 
Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. The Crude Life, play hard, work hard, is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come.